Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, February 19th, and this is your FT News Briefing. EU leaders are gearing up for a fight over the region's budget, while yesterday, Donald Trump granted clemency to several high-profile white-collar criminals. Plus, HSBC is setting out to radically downsize its operations in Europe and the U.S. I'm Amy Keene, and here's the news you need to start your day. The EU's richest states are digging in their heels. It's all over the upcoming seven-year budget for the region ahead of a crucial summit this week. Member states are dealing with a funding gap that's close to 60 billion euros in the forthcoming budget. That gap is owed to the UK's decision to quit the EU. And as a result, those countries that are net payers into the budget are being asked to shoulder an extra burden. Meanwhile, those countries that are net recipients of the budget will have to deal with tighter spending programs. The richest states and biggest contributors to the budget, including Germany, Denmark, Sweden, Austria, and the Netherlands, all want it kept at no higher than 1% of EU gross national income. Compare that to European Council President Charles Michel's proposal for 1.074%. These countries are also clinging to rebates that would ease the financial burden. Now, leaders are due to meet in Brussels on Thursday to continue to hash out the financial framework, and these talks could go into the weekend. One EU diplomat said that if President Michel wants the European Council to be, quote, successful, he'll need a substantially revamped proposal. Meanwhile, in Washington on Tuesday, Donald Trump flexed his executive power. The U.S. president extended clemency to several high-profile white-collar criminals, one being former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich, who was convicted of trying to sell the U.S. Senate seat formerly held by Barack Obama. A former Celebrity Apprentice contestant, Mr. Blagojevich was impeached and removed from office for corruption in 2009. He was later convicted by a federal jury on 17 counts of bribery, wire fraud, attempted extortion, and conspiracy. He was sentenced to 14 years in prison. The president commuted Mr. Blagojevich's sentence, which means he'll be released from jail after serving eight years, but his criminal record will not be expunged. Also on Tuesday, Mr. Trump pardoned the so-called former junk bond king, Michael Milken. Mr. Milken was sentenced in 1990 to 10 years in prison. This was after pleading guilty to racketeering and securities fraud charges. He ended up serving just 22 months in jail after cooperating with the federal investigation. But the Securities and Exchange Commission permanently barred him from securities trading. According to the White House, Mr. Milken's pardon was backed by a long list of the rich and powerful, such as Republican donor Sheldon Adelson and media mogul Rupert Murdoch, plus Mr. Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. And another traditional fund manager is scaling up to fend off threats to the business model. U.S. asset manager Franklin Templeton has agreed to buy rival Leg Mason. The deal value totals $6.5 billion, including debt, and the combined business will manage more than $1.5 trillion in assets. The tie-up comes as some of the most well-known names in active asset management are forced to compete against passive funds, those which charge lower fees for tracking the performance of an index. Both Franklin and Leg Mason suffered investor outflows from their funds last year. But according to Franklin Chief Executive Jenny Johnson, who will oversee the combined group, the deal is about, quote, offense, not defense. Leg Mason shares were up 24 percent on Tuesday, trading just above Franklin's $50 per share offer price. Meanwhile, shares in Franklin Templeton were up 7 percent. 
And here's a story you should know more about. HSBC has said it plans to cut around 35,000 jobs as part of a radical downsizing of its operations in Europe and the U.S. It's part of a restructuring to trim annual costs by $4.5 billion and to shed $100 billion of assets adjusted for risk by the end of 2022. FT Banking Editor David Crow and financial regulation correspondent Matthew Vincent dug into the details of the bank's attempt to kickstart its stuttering business. David, you've just been talking to interim CEO Noel Quinn about this plan. How radical is it? It's pretty radical. It's certainly the most radical overhaul of the bank since the financial crisis. And indeed, Mr. Quinn was saying it is one of the most dramatic restructurings of the bank in its 150-something year history. So it's pretty strong stuff. Where and how will these job cuts come, do you think? Well, the main casualty, if you like, is going to be the European Investment Bank. That's the investment bank that sits in the London headquarters, but is not part of HSBC's ring-fenced UK retail bank. Next up comes the US, where they're also retrenching in investment banking, but also dramatically reducing the size of their retail operation there, cutting about 30% of branches. And also, finally, they're going to take an axe to costs. And that's across the group. They're going to try and do what managers like to describe as de-layering. So that's kind of the third bucket, if you like. So after the de-layering and all of these other measures, what exactly is HSBC going to look like when it's done in three years' time? Well, what's really happening here is they're reducing risk-weighted assets in the European Investment Bank and the US Investment Bank, and they're going to redeploy them in Asia. They're going to do that in Asian investment banking, but they're also going to try to sort of turbocharge this effort they've had for some time now, which is to become a kind of retail banking and wealth management private banking powerhouse for wealthy people in Asia. For a long time, HSBC has talked about moving these assets out of low returning markets and beefing up in Asia. So it's kind of the completion of that pivot, if you like. I think investors are a little bit disappointed that all of the capital that is going to be released by reducing the size of the balance sheet in Europe and America is then going to be hoovered up by this Asian spending splurge. And I think some investors were hoping that you know it would be used in part, at least to fund buybacks or other kinds of capital return. But this pivot to Asia and redeployment of capital, that's going to bring risks as well, isn't it? It certainly does. I mean, the outlook in Asia is darkening. First of all, we've had the protests in Hong Kong, and now, of course, the spread of coronavirus and HSBC acknowledging the risks that both of those factors bring to its business. I think the other big risk is that Mr. Quinn is an interim chief executive and delivered this plan, which was very heavy on detail on how they're going to reduce risk-weighted assets in underperforming markets, but quite light when it came to how they're going to redeploy them in Asia. There wasn't a lot of detail around that. And so effectively, they were asking investors 
to believe them when they said, we're going to reduce the balance sheet in these geographies and we're going to spend the money. But please trust us that we're going to do it in a judicious way that is going to boost returns, even though you can't be sure that we're going to be the ones finishing the job. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Culture Call, the Financial Times' transatlantic culture podcast, is back for season two. Join us, that's me, Griselda Murray brown in London. And me, Lila Raptopoulos, in New York. We'll be getting together to interview the people breaking new ground in culture. We're also making sense of the trends shaping life in the 2020s. And we'll bring you behind the scenes of the FT's award-winning life and arts journalism. In our first episode, we chat to Marriage Story's Noah Bombach. So hit that subscribe button and let's discuss our way through the most exciting cultural moments of 2020 together. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.